Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. Today we are doing part two of our interview with Julie Menden. Julie Menden is a business and mindset coach, leadership and performance coach, and speaker. She helps executive and entrepreneurial leaders overcome their self-doubt and limiting beliefs so that they can step into clarity, confidence, and drive results to reach their peak performance and have joy and fulfillment along the way. As a corporate professional turned entrepreneur and coach, Julie has a particular passion for helping other women realize all they are capable of when they build the courage to pursue what they desire, step into their confidence, and develop a mindset dialed into success. Welcome back, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited. I know. Our part one episode, if you haven't listened to it already, you can jump back into your podcast platform. It's the one previous to this one. And we had so many amazing things to talk about that we decided to make this a two-part episode so that we didn't lose anyone along the way. So last session, we talked about a lot of the mindset and confidence piece for women in their careers, whether it's in business, whether they're corporate. And today we're going to be focusing on leadership. And this is, I haven't had anyone speaking about leadership so far on my podcast. So I'm really, really excited to dive into this because I know that you also have a course coming up that's starting very soon that's specifically working on leadership qualities. So we're going to jump into a few questions about that. So if I could get it in your words, what is leadership to you? Yeah, for sure. And yes, thank you for having me back. So many exciting things to talk about. And leadership is one of the things that I could talk everybody's ear off. So when it comes to leadership, there are so many definitions out there. And I'm under the uh, model of simplicity. And so for me, when I talk about leadership, it is somebody who influences others truly in a very simple format. And that is another way to think that we truly are all leaders and we can step into that leadership role if we desire to influence others. So somebody who influences others is most basic and core level. Yeah, I love that. And I think the word influence has honestly been a little bit wrecked by Instagram because people say like, oh, an influencer. But if we look at what the core meaning of like having influence on somebody, it is such a powerful thing because it's like, if we show up in a certain way, we can actually influence the behaviors of other people. Now, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way, but in the case of leadership, uh, it, it's really about living and breathing it from yourself first, is it not? Mm-hmm. Right. It's if, and I talk so, so much around self-leadership first, because 
like you said, really being able to lead ourselves in order to be able to effectively and in a really powerful way, lead others. And in order to really be a leader, I mean, part of the definition of leadership is there's others involved. Other people are following you. You're influencing other people. And so in order to really show up as a leader, you need to have other people that come along with you and follow you. And people want to know that you can lead yourself so that then you can lead lead them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So let's, let's talk about self-leadership for a minute. What are, what are some of the ways that people can lead themselves and, and start with their own self-leadership? Yeah. So when we talk about self-leadership, it's really about being really clear on who you are, right? Having a high level of self-awareness of who you are, how you show up, what your strengths are and what your opportunities are. Because really the strongest leaders have this high level of self-awareness and they know about themselves, how they thrive, how they show up in conflict, all of those things. And so a key foundation of self-leadership is that high level of self-awareness. It's also, when we look at self-leadership, it's knowing your own values and knowing your vision. What are your values for yourself, for your career, how you want to show up? And what is that vision for yourself? Because we know the strongest leaders are able to set this vision that other people want to follow. And so that also goes along with ourselves. Like what is the vision for ourselves and how we want to show up and being really clear on that and having plans and strategies on how you're going to execute that. So I would say self-awareness. I would say having that vision and a lot of the self-leadership as well is how you show up habits. Uh, And obviously we bring the mindset in, but really being able to lead yourself in all of the aspects of your life. Really self-leadership is not just personal, it's professional, it's in your relationship. So all of that really goes into those self-leadership skills. Yeah. I love, I love what you said there. There are so many things that, you know, self-awareness plays a big factor into. And I'm realizing this as I've been on this sort of spiritual journey in 2022 and about really understanding ourselves and coming to the vision as well. So many people have never done a vision exercise. They don't know what their dream life looks like. They don't know their core values until somebody asks them. And usually they'll be sort of stumped for words if you're to say, oh, what's your vision for your life? And it's it's a pretty eye-opening exercise that I do with my clients in the third session where I have a eight different prompts, eight different areas of their life that we go through from a vision perspective. Mm-hmm. And often that's one of people's favorite sessions because they've never been asked those questions before of what does your dream life look like to you? And so then incorporating that into leadership and self-awareness I think it's so powerful uh, what you said to start with that self-leadership because people can feel that, you know, when you start showing up differently in your own life, it then starts emanating into the people around you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's that ripple effect, right? So Mm -hmm. how you show up, other people are going to pick up on and respond to. And I think it's really important. Like you said, it's so powerful that you do that work with your clients because too, when we think of values, I mean, I worked in, I have a background in corporate and, you know, leadership development. And so we would do exercises with leaders around values. And what I found personally, and for a lot of leaders is 
it's sort of just going through the motion. Like, okay, I value hard work. I value respect, right? And sometimes it'd be like, okay, these are my values. And I always kind of make the comparison of you can, you know, pick out your values and vision and put them on your cube wall or put them on your office wall, but they're not supposed to just be a check mark. Like we should be able to look at how you're showing up, the choices that you're making, the decisions that you're making, and they should be through that lens of what you value. And Mm -hmm. that's how we actually start to incorporate those. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, when it comes to values as well, sometimes what people think their values are versus what they actually are can be very different. So, you know, spoiler alert, even though this is a money podcast, some people will say that they value money, but money is just a facilitator. You know, it's just an energy that flows. It's what's behind the value of money. It doesn't mean that they have freedom. Does it mean they have opportunity? Does it mean they have more time with their children or their family because they're not having to work two jobs, right? And so having an emotional attachment to our values is where the true values come out as opposed to just saying, well, money is what I'm aiming for, but the values behind it are are totally different, right? So yeah, I love that you said that they're not just check boxes. It's, mm-hmm. it's how do you feel into that at your core? So how does leadership, now that we've worked on self-leadership and understanding sort of our values, how do we then incorporate leadership into our lives, even if we're not necessarily in a leadership position? Because not everybody's going to be, you know, a manager or an executive or a director of a business. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So and I think that's a big part, right, is it's it's showing up as a leader versus leader by title. Well, obviously, there are, you know, unique things if you are truly a leadership uh, or a leader of others, you know, like a people leader, there are a lot of things that you need to consider, you know, delegation, empowering your team, all of those things. Even if you don't directly have people that report to you, you can still really take on this leadership role by how, what, first of all, like, how are you leading others that you work with? We all at least work with other people, whether directly or indirectly that are affected by our actions. And so really showing up as a leader is being clear on how, how do you want people to think of you? One of the things that I do with my clients is we do your personal brand. And just like how businesses invest so much time and money in creating their own brand, we can think of ourselves as our own personal brand. And so I'll work with my leaders on what is your brand? Like, what do you want to be known for? When people hear your name, what do you want them to think of? And part of that is it doesn't matter if you're directly leading people or not. It's when they hear your name to work with you, what are they thinking of? And so getting really clear on your personal brand is really important and stepping into that confidence of, What is it that you bring to the table and how can you help impact other people? And then also with leadership, it's how can you help bring other people along on this vision, whether you're leading an initiative or you're trying to grow a team, whatever it might be, how can you really listen to other people? How can you get to know other people, build those relationships and help them with their goals and help them to get really that buy-in for whatever it is that you're trying to do. I think a lot of leaders miss that is they feel this pressure. Like I'm the one that has to set the strategy. I'm the one that has to do all of this. And they forget that, no, we're supposed to have a team of people supporting us. That's the point of, of showing up as that leader is having people follow you and support you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I really like what you talked about with the personal brand as well, because 
how you show up and how people think about you. If you're to say, for example, actually, this is a great example. When I tagged you in my story on our last podcast interview, immediately, uh, Jillian Murphy was like, I love Julie. She's so fantastic at her job. And, and Jillian Murphy's like, you know, an absolute sales wizard queen. So, you know, it's, it's, it says testament to you and your personal brand and what you've achieved in your career and in your life, uh, because that's how people speak about you when you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing that I remember learning about in network marketing is always showing up to every conversation. And if you are like, if you are going to speak about somebody, speak as if they are in the room, right? Because all of this personal brand stuff is like, how do you want to show up? How do you want people to, to feel you when you, when you come into every conversation? Because if you're showing up, you know, one way on social media, but then you're gossiping or backstabbing or, you know, an alcoholic behind the scenes. And then somebody sees you and you're like, they're like, wait a minute, this person, you know, acts like a leader on social media, but then they're not living and breathing those same values in their personal life, then there starts to be a lack of trust. Whereas the opposite happens when they do step into that. And when they show up in every single conversation that they have in that true authenticity, in that, you know, same level of leadership, it can have such a powerful impact on their personal brand and the results that they get. And and like you said, getting people to come along with them for the journey. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the word trust I, that you pointed out is such a huge one, right? Because mm-hmm. how do we build trust and whether you have a business and you're growing a business as an entrepreneur or whether you're an executive building trust. And we always hear people talk about that no like and trust factor. And it's because it is so important And if you want people to really see you as that leader and whether, you know, work with you or want to have you on their team or take your ideas and take your strategy, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve with that, people need to trust you. Oh, for sure. I think hand in hand, when we talk about self-leadership versus like actually leading others, I think also trusting yourself. I work with a lot of my clients around what, what does it look like to trust yourself and your decisions? And once you also build that muscle of trusting yourself, then you also start to build that trust with other people. So that building trust is a huge piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the trust is directly linked to integrity. And we know that in the corporate world there, it's, it can be hard to find people that act with integrity in all situations. You know, there's a lot of people that are out there for themselves and, acting with integrity in all business communication, in all personal communication, and really standing true to those values is going to be so important as a leader to build and maintain that trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that integrity is such a huge piece. Like I always give people an example of just think of people that you would want to, to work with or think of people who have made you feel powerful versus powerless as an activity that I've done before in my leadership training. And these leaders that have built you up and made you feel like you can do anything or that you're so capable and they've just really boosted that confidence versus I'm sure we can all think of leaders who made us feel powerless, like we couldn't do anything right. Like 
no matter what we said, it, it wasn't right or we had to keep working harder and our confidence just gets lower and lower. I'm sure we can all think of examples. And I challenge my clients who are really strengthening their leadership muscles, what type of leader do you want to be? Think of those situations and what type of leader you want. Do you want to make people feel powerful or powerless? Yeah, I love that. That's a really that's a really good example, actually. So in terms of leadership, what are some of the things that you coach your clients on in terms of stepping into their leadership and stepping into whether it's a, whether they're in a position of leadership or not? How do you get them to to that point where they can sort of empower the ones around them? Yeah, so I, I talk about these different pillars of leadership. So one of the programs that I run is called the Confident Leader Academy. And obviously, I've talked about confidence a lot because it really does oftentimes come down to our confidence in who we are and how we're showing up and our abilities, our confidence to be able to navigate change and ambiguity. My goodness, you think of the last couple of years, how much change everybody has had to to, to navigate, particularly leaders who are trying to lead initiatives. And so really building that confidence is at the foundation. And so the pillars that I usually work with clients on is that self-awareness is always the first thing, is unlocking your awareness around who you are, what you want, what your vision is for yourself, what you desire. We work on mindset. How do you activate that, that success mindset, I'll say, is overcoming this habitual response we have to see the negative in situations like, oh, there's a change or, oh, something didn't go my way or whatever it might be. We tend to go to the negative. And so how do we start to rewire that? And you can check out the last episode or the previous episode we did where we dive all into that. The other one is elevate and own your voice. So I'm a, a big cheerleader for my clients when it comes to getting really clear on your voice in terms of being able to speak with confidence, speak with more clarity and conviction around your message. I think a lot of people, I mean, public speaking is still people's, one of people's top fears. And so as a leader, when it comes to, to speaking with confidence and really owning your voice, whether that be on calls, on video, in person doing presentations, we spend a lot of time working on really being able to speak with that confidence and clarity. And then also um, just creating your roadmap. We talk about like taking your vision. People can sometimes create that vision, but they don't actually know what are the tangible steps that I need to, to take. I think sometimes when people go from being a doer to being a leader now, they can struggle with some of that setting that strategy and how do I actually like take steps to get there. And the last pillar that we really work on is cultivating your connections because as a leader, how can I build a group of people around me, whether it's mentors whether it's um, other, whether it's peers that can help push me along and how can I build this trust and sort of um, coaching and feedback cycle, I say, between other people I work with. Yeah. And when, when you were talking, I could, I was immediately starting to think of people in my life that would benefit from this type of training because we all know, you know, and ourselves even people that would, would significantly benefit from this because I know from my experience, seven years in financial planning, there's just not enough people that are learning these skills. We're learning the task delegation. We're learning how to go up the corporate ladder based on skills acquisition from either experience or from education, but we're not learning how to 
speak confidently. We're not learning how to push past our fears or our imposter syndrome and how to act with integrity and, you know, do all of these things that are so important for these upper level roles in leadership, but not even just the upper level roles. It's, it's really every role along the way. So I love that you've created this course and it's not just for the people that are in those roles. Can you give us an example of a, like some of the types of clients that you have enrolled in this type of a program and, and what their backgrounds are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I work with um, two different types of, I would say, leaders. I work with very much so typical corporate leadership who is, you know, leading teams, leading initiatives, and they really do generally want to work on how to not only, like you said, not only have the, the tactical side of leadership, because having a background in training and development, while I love training leaders, I think we spend so much time and money training people and not actually getting to the core of what's going on. I always say, I think people just use it as like a stamp, like, okay, I attended Mm -hmm. this training, or I read this book, stamp, like I'm developed. And I think personally, we do that. (laughs) And I also think organizationally, we do that. Like, okay, I'm going to send these people to training. And we're just learning. It's just surface level, just learning more frameworks and learning more models. And then you go back to like the day to day life. I think we all do that. We learn something. It's like, well, now what do I do with this? How do I actually like incorporate this? Uh, So that's a big piece of it. So the Confident Leader Academy tends to be definitely people who lead others. They're in some type Mm -hmm. of leadership role um, that they want to really hone in on those leadership skills since we do things like delegation and empowering others. Um, And then I also have another program that's Activate that really focuses more, I would say, on the business owner entrepreneur side where you might not directly have a team yet. Sandra, I know we've talked about this before, like when you've got either virtual assistants or you've got... Um, consultants or things that you're working on in your business, you might not directly be leading people yet, or maybe that's part of your desire to grow your team. But as a business owner, you still need to show up as a leader. So we talk Mm -hmm. more about how do you get clear on what your leadership looks like and build your business in a way that when you get to the point, you can start to delegate those things that someone else can be doing so that you can focus on the things that only you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely have seen both aspects of this because in the corporate world, I remember seeing my managers and directors going through what we thought was leadership training. And it was literally for CPD points, continued professional development points that they had to tick boxes, get the stamp. And yet none of it was incorporated into any changes within our company because it's very much like the run of the mill sort of HR training or whatever. But then as a business owner, I can see the importance of learning these skills and empowering my team because this has actually come up recently for me. I have an amazing assistant. She's been working with me since December now and we're in March and you know, we're growing together and she is starting to take on more responsibility now. And I have to give her that trust and give her a more complicated task because she is interested in learning that and she wants to grow and develop her own skills. But there's this control side of me where I'm like, oh, it's easier for me to just do it myself and do it the way that I want. But then if I'm focusing so much on doing the things that I should be empowering her to do, then I'm not spending as much time with clients or prospecting or, you know, working on my business, not in my business. 
And I think that that's where the importance of leadership really comes in for the solo entrepreneur, the the entrepreneur that's just getting started or business owner that might only have one person in their team to be able to step into that place of trust and delegation. And I don't even like the word delegation. It's like, it's more of like empowerment, mm-hmm. <laughs> empowerment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, let's just quickly touch on what are some of the, I guess, like roadblocks or things that hold leaders back in their leadership training, some of the blockers? Mm-hmm. I think you actually even just pointed out a great example of when we are starting to hand things off that we once did, there's a lot more than just the, okay, I've got to figure out how to train this person to do it and sort of the tactical pieces. There's a lot more inner things going on. So honestly, I always talk about there's these internal blocks and these external blocks. So if I have a leader that I'm working with that one of their their struggles is that they're overworked, they're burned out, and they're trying, because most often what times what happens is leaders are, they're still doing, they still have parts of their job that they are doing things, but then they're also responsible for leading teams and empowering teams. And it's really not difficult to navigate balancing all of that. And so, if, you know, part of the struggle is I don't have enough time to do all of this. And we start to sort of dig in. I always talk about it's like digging in deeper and deeper until we get at the core of what's really going on. And so we talk about these internal versus these external blocks. So the difference would be, is it an external block of you gen, you genuinely do not have the, the support, the staff, you genuinely do not have people that have the skill set to do this thing you need to hand off. And if it's an external thing, we can work through what are the different options? Do you need to get more people on board? Do you need to look at your tasks and prioritize and take some things off of the plate because you just, you don't have the time, you don't have support. Do we need to tool up some other people on your team with the skill set? So if it's an external block, we talk through what does that look like then? Oftentimes what looks like an external block is actually something also internal with the idea of handing off sort of this fear of handing off the things that we did and, and it is that trust. It's a lot of times I talk about it's your value, like people who did the work valued the fact that they could do this work and do a really good job at it. And now as a, when you're pivoting into that leadership role, your value is in empowering other people to do a really good job. And so there's a lot of factors that go in, but I would say usually the blocks are either you having to redefine and step into that elevated role of what your what your value is and and really just this mindset of of overseeing things versus always doing and then the external blocks of really being able to look at the bigger picture and go so what are these tasks and what maybe just needs to fall off the plate right now or what do i need to get someone else tooled up in that they can help support me yeah yeah that's a really those are really clear examples i think when it comes to the external. Also, when it comes to uh, what do I need support in, for example, what can I say no to? You know, that sometimes there's things that are just not that important that we put importance on, or maybe it's just not a now thing. Because I experienced this over Christmas where I was just doing way too much. 
And I was working till like three in the morning for the whole month of December and first half of January. And I hit burnout mid January. I hit burnout and I almost didn't even want to look at my business for a week or two because I was just doing too much. And one of the external blocks is like I had hired a team that was not where they needed to be yet. They were, it was going to take time to get them there. And so I was just doing way too much myself. And then sometimes doing an assessment and being like, what here is super important and high priority and what of this stuff can wait. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And not putting that pressure to, to just always be doing and burning yourself out with just all these tasks that might not be super high priority. Then also with the trust factor of empowering your team, and this actually came up in my business recently. So as I mentioned, I'm empowering my team, um, my, my assistant particularly, to take on more responsibility. And we had a little bit of a slip the other day where um, our reminder emails for a masterclass went out in the middle of the night instead of an hour before the masterclass. And it was, it was a mistake that either of us could have made because the email marketing system was in a 24-hour clock and we thought it was in a 12-hour clock. So we didn't realize we had to mm-hmm. do the time change, right? So it went out essentially 12 hours before it was supposed to. And the first thing that she messaged me was, please don't kill me. And I was like, why would I ever get mad at that? Like, people make mistakes all the time. And I think that what part of this empowering your team is about is also giving grace that sometimes things are not going to work out perfect. Mistakes are going to happen we learn from these things and that's all part of the process because we ourselves are not perfect and we've made mistakes and we've done dumb things. And, you know, it's, it's growing from those experiences and our teams learning our learning and, and being okay with not having things go perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just hit on so many amazing point, points and you think of an example like that, and how much that's going to stick with her because just think we have a lot of people who are are doing more of that stick method of oh you made a mistake don't let it happen again and then that 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 sticks with somebody and now they're so fearful that they're going to make a mistake that we tend to make more mistakes versus mm-hmm. she's going to remember the grace and i always say honestly what i tell people is let's all be okay being human mm-hmm. like I think if we all just humanize ourselves and that we all can make mistakes and that we do learn from those mistakes and that when somebody gives us that grace of understanding and then it's we're we're more willing to not only take chances but we're also just we know that when we try something and if it doesn't go exactly right that it's okay because we learn from it and that there's going to be people there to support us and like you said to really empower us versus we feel like we have to watch every step that we take because we don't want to mess up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one thing that I remember in my last job in corporate, I felt like I was walking on eggshells in every conversation because I just kept getting blasted for things. And, you know, coming back to the, the email mishap that we had the other day, you know, she was obviously quite flustered and, and upset. And I said, okay, well, how do we correct this? We send an email, we acknowledge that we that it was the wrong time. So we sent out an oops email and said that we're learning our new email system and it was a 24-hour clock. And then we corrected 
that the original time was still the same because I did have one person reply and be like, oh, did I get the times wrong? And so, you know, we sent out the email and it's like, hey, we've, we, we acknowledge that we had an error in our systems and we just moved forward from it. And I think that, you know, that was such a positive learning experience for both of us um, to just sometimes things happen and we just need to own it and, and move forward, right? Now, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing interview. How can people connect with you, especially for the programs that you've got coming up? Because I know you've got some, you've got some programs that you've been running for a while, and then you've got a, you've got your next program that's coming up very soon. So I would love for you to touch on those before we wrap up, because I know you've got some awesome content coming through. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. So you can connect with me, uh, LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn, Julie Menden, um, also on Instagram as well, it's at Julie Menden and on Facebook, depending on what platform you like, it's Julie Menden Coaching. So if you are a leader who is really looking to strengthen your confidence in your leadership role, I have my six month, the Confident Leader Academy, which I talked about earlier, the, the five pillars that go into confident leadership and also activate your way to a thriving business. If you are an entrepreneur or business owner and are really looking to step into and activate your leadership, your mindset, and your voice, that program is for you. And that one's going to be launching at the end of April. So you can message me on any of those platforms and I can get you more information. Amazing. Okay. So we will link all of that in the show notes so that you can check out Julie and her courses, but make sure you connect with her because she has some amazing things coming up. I know that you are going to be uh, hosted on other podcasts as well. So thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to check out part one if you haven't already, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 